We have an amazing, amazing guest speaker with us today. Janaki is president of Faith in Action Ministries, and she is also the leader of New Wine in India. Faith in Action supports more than 66 church communities in a region of India largely neglected sorry, by mainstream funding. They deliver effective interventions in health, sanitation, education, and community development. Janaki's work now supports an orphans project, a community for those living with leprosy, a project supporting elderly with no family network, church planting, training for church leaders, and so much more. Really interestingly, we went to London yesterday with our girls and we took them to see Frozen the Musical. And we also took them to Buckingham Palace because they wanted to lay down their own cards for the Queen. But the thing that our eldest daughter was most excited for this weekend was neither of the above. It was Janak uh, Janaki's visit. And the reason for that is she kept saying to me, Mummy, do you know she's an amazing lady? She hasn't just planted one church or two churches. No, she's planted 97 churches. And I'm reliably informed that number 98 is on its way. If you want the measure of this incredible woman, I think that probably says it all. Janaki, we are so blessed to have you with us. I'm going to welcome Pete and Janaki now to the platform. Cool. Back with this one? Great. Cool. Well, we met, didn't we, at New Wine a few years ago um, in the Leaders' Lounge. We only had a few minutes together, a brief conversation, but we had a heart connection, and we've stayed in, such, in touch ever since. We've been able to pray for you. You've done, well, just hearing the testimonies of what's been going on over the last three, uh, few years through the pandemic in India, where you find yourself, has been amazing. And so, Buckle up, guys. You're going to hear some amazing testimonies today, some amazing stories. And remember, Janaki's stories become our stories. Her faith becomes our faith adventure, and it can encourage us to take a step forward into the things that God is calling us to as a church and as individuals. So please don't think this is a, a nice half hour to hear some good stories. Allow Holy Spirit to challenge you. I'm going to allow him to challenge me so that we can together transform the world. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all, and how you came to faith in Jesus? Yeah. The first I want to give you uh, greetings. I bring a lot of greetings and love from India, my family, and Faith and Action Ministries to all of you. And uh, just uh, yesterday, uh, when I heard about the Queen's uh, news in airport only, I'm sad because... All the families loved so much one lady because of her kindness and uh, faithfulness. Not only the UK people, many nations, they loved your queen. I'm sad about that and I'm deep condolence to all the families uh, um, uh, here. And uh, I would like to say something about me. It's a big story, my testimony. Not even enough 30 minutes <laughs> to share everything, uh, but quickly I want to share uh, the main things uh, in my life. Uh, 
um, born in a uh, Hindu high caste family. And since my small age, I'm against to Christianity and Jesus Christ. I hate uh, because we thought the Christianity and Jesus Christ is the God for the lower caste people in India. That's why I hate uh, Jesus Christ. But in my 15 years is, I got one poisonous fever and uh, admitted in hospital and since uh, nearly one month I was treated there but no uh, cure uh, with the doctor's treatment. And my parents, they offered chickens and goats to our goddesses for my healing, but nothing happened. And everyone lost their hope about my life. At that time, one pastor, he came to the hospital to pray for one Christian lady beside my bed. And he prayed to her, and after that, he tried to pray for me also. But my parents not accepted to receive his prayers because he is a Christian person. And but the same day, night, I saw in my dream one great lightning face, which I saw in pictures, Jesus Christ like that in my previous days. I saw him and he's calling me my daughter. I heal you, come forward to my service. This is all very new for me and immediately began to strengthen my, my body. And the next day morning, uh, I raised from my deathbed and started to telling people what happened in last night. But everybody thought I became mental disordered and <laughs> she got extra energy before going to death like that they thought. They did not accept my words, but I know what happened. The next day, doctors discharged from hospital. At the time also, my parents not accepting what happened. But person, as a person, I know what happened. And there is a big confusion in my mind. I never asked Jesus Christ. And I never prayed to Jesus. I never invite him. But why he came to me and healed my fever and raised me from death. So I want to know why he came and why he did all this. So I went to one pastor in my village and uh, shared everything with him. And he said only one, one, one word, that is that Jesus Christ's love. He gave his life to save our lives. He did not expect any offerings from us. He, he loved to hmm, uh, um, uh, give our life and heart. That is he needed from us like that. And asked him, what is his service? Because he called me and asked me to come forward my service. He told me, what you received from God, you just tell to people, that is his service. He suggested me. And I was born and uh, grown up in a strong Hindu beliefs. And in our goddesses, if you receive something from gods and God, goddesses, we, uh, what we offer to God and what gods asked us, we have to fulfill that. Otherwise, our goddesses get angry and will curse like that feeling in our heart. And like that here also, I am feeling. 
I have to do something for Jesus Christ. But my family, they not accept me to talk about Jesus Christ. If you are talking Jesus Christ, people will treat us as low and they uh, keep us uh, separately. So it is not good for the family like that. They uh, stopped me to talk about Jesus. So four years, nearly four years, I was quiet and did not do anything. But in my heart, there is a fear that I did not do anything. Maybe the same fever and death come to me again like that, I a fear. So the fear makes me decided to do something for Jesus. But the decision made me made angry, my parents. And they, there is a big conversation between, between my family and me. But finally, I decided to do something. The decision thrown off my family. So I came out family and nearly 55 kilometers distance in slum area, one old lady, she gave me shelter in her small hut, poor hut. I started my life there and I started to telling my story to people, but nobody want to, wants to hear and uh, Nobody wants to allow me to their home also. It is very critical time and uh, very, uh, very uh, uncomfortable and unsecure feeling. And every day I'm feeling I lost my comfort and I lost my um, everything because uh, I born and uh, grown up in a comfort place and uh, a wealthy family. So I lost everything now. That is the feeling every time in my heart. So three months I struggled a lot. And eventually I came to one nation that want to close my life. I forgot everything. What God gave life and what he called and what he uh, uh, wants from my life. I want to close my life. At that time, God again spoke to me through his word from, can you read the word? Uh, Second Corinthians 7.10. That's tiny print, and I've been struggling recently. Look at the font. Look at the size of that. Second Corinthians 7.10. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow which lacks repentance results in spiritual death. Yeah, the, those words, godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings Exactly what I am thinking at the time about family and comfort and wealthiness and everything, not thinking about Jesus and what he did for my life and what, uh, 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 what he uh, uh, called and everything I forget, just thinking about the worldly things. That's why I want to close my life. And this is the words I started to repent myself 
and asked God, how can I live my life? And again, he spoke me from Philippians. Philippians 4th chapter, 8th and 9th verses. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God to peace will be with you. Directly, God spoke to me what I have to do again. This is the second calling from God, what I have to do. So, that day, I gave my life completely to God and repented myself wholeheartedly. This is the hmm, faith started in my life. That's amazing. I mean, already, what a challenge to us to give up family and tradition and the way you've known your life to be and the difficulty it must have been you've had that experience while you're asleep and to try to tell people and they're not believing what's going on and there's it's the lower caste religion and all of that pressure you've been under and to move yourself away from family because you didn't want to move away from Jesus is a huge challenge and um yeah, it's amazing to hear, hear that part of your story and to hear that he saved you from your deathbed as well. I mean, that's incredible. So, a lot has happened since. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, FAIM, yeah. a Faith in Action Ministry? Sorry, yeah. FIAM. Yeah. Tell us and more about that one. Yeah. Um, actually, my faith uh, not started easily. So many... Uh, um, thinkings and struggles and uh, the finally uh, accepted Jesus Christ as my God and uh, started to uh, telling about my story the day onwards. But wonderfully, the day onwards, I never seen backstep in God's work. That's really a blessing yeah. after my complete repentance so God wants to see, see in my life the repentance and dependence on God. Then only he started to bless my work and uh, never seen the back step in ministry. Wow. And God poured his grace abundantly to start 97 churches in different places. Wow. And one more church going to start in soon. And we expecting to celebrate 100 churches uh, event yeah. in 2022. That's a real blessing. And God wants to uh, um, giving a word through my life to everyone. God really want our dependence on him and humbleness, kindness, and repentance. Mm. Then only God start his blessing and give his strength to go forward in our lives, in our ministry. 
in whatever because god has planned for everyone's life yes there is a purpose for our life in god's sake in in for his kingdom that god shown to my people through my life everybody knows how i born and how i lived and how i struggled and how i came to jesus faith and how i stand in his ministry and what i am doing now i am zero nothing nothing with me even i can't able to speak in front of even 10 people but god standing me in thousands of people to speak about his kingdom and his love mm. now nearly more than 10000 people are um uh being uh, a bless a blessing to blessing blessed through our churches through our 97 churches Amazing. it is a great great gift from god and not only that god gave me heart to do caring people it orphans and uh, um working for the leprosy people and caring for the um elderly people who don't have family this is all the charity works we are doing through the ministry and um, it's all different works in faith connection ministries can i ask you a few things about yeah, about sure. these things because let's start with education if we can because all of those beautiful children who went upstairs a moment ago mm-hmm. they all have the right to education mm-hmm. they all have access to it they will be able to have education at least until they're 16 beyond then if they want to and um obviously that isn't the case globally and that isn't the case where you live for many many children so so what is it that you've been able to do for children in, in particular i think yeah. girls in your area yeah good question yes in india most of the families they want to give priority for the boy not for the girl uh they want to provide a good things for the boy the next priority for the girl first priority every time goes to boy this is um, different maybe uh here yes. in uk uh and the parents they want to send their child uh, boy to a good school girl to a small school and maybe sometimes then they did not want to send to school also uh, like the situations uh, in india and some parts very major uh, like this and in these situations we started a school in uh, through faith and action ministries to provide education most of the girls and uh, most of the children from poor background and more than 300 children are studying um, through the school through the school and uh, we started in different schools in uh, different places the small schools but as for the government rule we can't able to yeah this is the school st joseph school and with the buses we picking them from different places to school because 
our aim and vision to give a quality, good English medium education to poor children. That's why picking from different places, from poor background. That's why we used the children. Uh, they love to um, come to school and uh, they love to learn English, good English, to speak good English. And it just, uh, can you... Uh, back, back one. Back one. Yeah, this is the right uh, boy. Just he passed the tenth class uh, and with high marks, and um, he got go uh, good rank in our local uh, local area. Fantastic. And yes, good education. He's a semi-orphan and uh, going for the next higher education. Fantastic. Yeah, please please pray for Such him. Fun. Yeah. This is the uh, celebrations uh, of uh, uh, some Independence Day celebrations in school. <laughs> okay. The next. School. They got some good marks and uh, good things. They did some good things and right. go, yeah, like that's right. The children, they painted uh, good paintings and uh, <laughs> the smiling faces showing through the oh, good yeah. paintings. <laughs> Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, these are the leprosy people. Yeah, so, yeah. so an amazing work you're doing, um, obviously in education and particularly for those girls, that's fantastic. And one of the things on our heart as a network is to see women and girls be all that God has created them to be with no limitations, not to take away and detract from men and boys, but to see women and girls lifted yes. up to where they should be. And for us um, here in the West, leprosy is something confined kind of to history or to Bible stories um, and not something that we experience in our day-to-day -day lives. And yet you do experience it. Can you tell us about some of your work with, it, with leprosy? Yeah. Uh... Already mm, the leprosy was controlled in all over the country, but these people already affected and it's a chronic, there is no treatment for them for the leprosy cure. And some, uh, these people are living far away from the society and living uh, beside the total city dump and very smell and uh, some animals also living beside them. And uh, their main, um, uh, um, living through some begging. I met them in many years back and uh, I followed them to where they are living and what they have. I don't know before, the, uh, before that what is leprosy and everything, but uh, seeing the, there is no uh, fingers and uh, some wounds on their legs like that. So that's why I want to see Oh, what is their problem? So I followed them and uh, went to their place and uh, started to talking with them. Slowly we became friends and uh, slowly started to saying about Jesus Christ. They all accepted Jesus Christ. Wow. They are singing, praising, and they gave their life to God Jesus and uh, they are thinking they are worthy in Jesus not for the society. They are precious for the God they, because they gave their life to God. And I'm really proud to work with them. 
because people don't want to touch with them and don't want to see them. They thrown coins very far, but now they are living with faith and action ministry support, not going for any begging. And I think that's Jesus. worth a round of applause. Yes, that's amazing. So good. You know, I think we get very comfy and we can lack courage. In, I know I lack courage. And so you can understand why people would throw coins from a distance through fear, through lack of understanding, through a lack of not wanting to get infected themselves and all that kind of stuff. And we are called to be Jesus, aren't we, and to step closer and to reach out a hand and make a difference. And I think it's beautiful that you guys are. And you're not just, you're not just giving money but you're getting close enough to become friends. And that is, that's really beautiful and really challenging. Now, a question I didn't write down, but I know that you'll be able to answer, no problem, is why don't you tell us some of the stuff that you were able to do during the pandemic? Because that was a very busy time for you, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, in pandemic, we lost three of our valued pastors because of the COVID and uh, one of our staff members and a few of our believers also. It is very sad in the second uh, COVID, uh, COVID time. Mm. And it is very expensive to treat uh, COVID patients in India and our area. So we can't afford the more for the first time. And the next, by God's leading, we started one uh, a hospital. Like uh, we rented one house and uh, um, we asked some Christian doctors to help us. So they voluntarily, they uh, want to give their uh, services to uh, COVID patients. So we started one hospital and treated. After that, no, no deaths. And uh, it's um, a wonderful service we did at the pandemic time. And not only that, we provided food to many families because a sudden lockdown and uh, no preparation for any family it's, it's not only in India, everywhere it, it was the same, but the most of the poor people, they have to go work and earn something for the day and they can eat like that. So completely stopped all the works and uh, the people not able to feed themselves. At the time, we provided food packets to all the families. Nearly then we got some slides of the food and of... Um the hospital yeah, as well. These so. are the leprosy people. <laughs> so you can Sorry to see. interrupt you. It would just be great for us to yeah. be able to see too. How amazing that you see a need and you start a hospital and you, <laughs> you get to work and nobody else loses their life in your area. Uh, some photos, uh, the leprosy, uh, no, no, uh, COVID treatment photos, some photos are there. Is, is pastor? Don't, don't know. Can you, can see, you, can can you see any hospital... They may have been taken out of this reel, actually. Okay. That's because I went off script. Yeah, this is the persecution in India. Okay, let's should we talk about this a little bit, because yeah. it'd be great for us to understand that as well, what you're up against. It's not like the, the government are opening the doors for you and welcoming you with open arms. So why don't you tell us about the persecution you face? In the previous government, it is um, uh, happy with the Christianity and the Christian people, but the present government, they don't want to um, uh, expand the Christianity in India. They want to stay India as a Hindu country, total Hindu country, because their slogan is, we born 
as Hindu. So we must die as a Hindu. No other religion and no other God like that. So they, uh, they're trying to uh, people um, to say Jai Shri Ram. It's a God of uh, Hindu, Hindu people. So it is um, not, uh, now government instructions, people are making so much worse with Christian leaders and churches and believers in so many ways. It is uh, completely obstructing to um, the Christian people, but the Christianity is growing very fast among all these mm. obstructions. That is real uh, um, work of Holy Spirit. That's, yes, so what kind of, what does this picture show us? What's happened This is here? the church of him and they burned all the church and inside things because they don't want to run the church there. Uh, that's why they stopped the, uh, they burn all the church. And then the next slide, I think, has got some Hindu flags being placed. Yes, yes. And they are trying to keep uh, Hindu flags in all the churches' top side to say this is the Hindu temple like that. Okay. So don't go any uh, people to uh, pray to Jesus Christ like that. They don't like... Yeah, next picture. What have we got upcoming, uh, coming up next, Martin? Oh, back there. Okay. Sorry about that. That's really me. I was given this beautiful slideshow. I took out the things I didn't think we'd talk about, and then I've just gone to those areas. But yeah, um, I realised that we just want to find, we want to get everything from you. We want to hear everything we can. This um, is one of the church, new church started uh, with lots of flowers and uh, lights, uh, one of the new church started. That's lovely. Mm. Beautiful. Yes. Our believers. And the people are praying uh, with the chain, uh, chain prayers. Since COVID, um, people started continuous prayers, 24 hours continuous prayers with the chain from all the 97 churches. Some people, they uh, dedicated their time to uh, pray with chains for many things. Through the prayers, we did so many things. Yes. Their prayers lifted us mm. as strong and to reach many people with their needs. This is God's miracle. It's beautiful. It's incredible to hear all of these stories. Um, the final area I want to ask you about, again, we don't have slides for it, is about helping with floods. There have been some major floods that you've, you've been involved with. And then we'd love to ask you how on earth we can help partner with you in prayer. Maybe some of us would like to help and partner financially to help make a difference. So first of all, tell us about the floods and then about how we can get yeah, involved. Yeah. In the recent plates, last um, the November time, December time, there is a major flood and um, uh, one of the village completely flushed uh, at the time, and at the time, very sad, one of our pastor, he tried to save some people, but he passed through the water and he lost his life. It's very sad for us, but he's with God. Mm, yes. Doing in, the, in his last minute also, he trying to save people's life. That's amazing. Yeah. And at the time, we... Uh, supported uh, with their needs 
for the old families, not only Christian families, we supported to other uh, religion families also. That started to think about Jesus Christ. Mm. Why they are giving to us? This is the real love. They started to think. And not only this time, since my first day onwards in service, telling about Jesus and sharing with his love to doing what they need, some kind of, we providing drinking water in tribal interior places through um, water bore wells, and we conducting medical camps in uh, tribal interior areas Goodness. where there is no any health uh, um, uh, supplementary there. We providing medical camps, medicines and uh, doctor's consultation. Like that we giving services along with the word of God. That's why people are making friendly with us and uh, they, uh, they love to hear about Jesus Christ and uh, slowly they started to come to church and uh, finally they gave their life to God Jesus. Wow. This is the, a really wonderful um, a part of in my ministry. Mm. <laughs> uh, still we're doing with lots of people, their helping hands. This, so, yeah. this is so inspirational. You drop into a sentence, the fact that you're providing clean water for people, yes. you're providing medical stations out in the rural areas and we are challenged, aren't we? We've got to be challenged that there must be an awful lot more that we could do um, in showing the love of Jesus to people. And I love the fact that it's this practical outworking of faith in Jesus and showing the love of God that seems to lead to the questions in people's minds, why they're doing that. And that's, it's not going out with just going out with the Bible in hand, it's going out with food in hand and telling people about a Jesus who loves them. It's fascinating. I, before we get on to how we can help you, I know I keep saying, I said that already. Um, how is your relationship with your family now? Yeah, after eight years, I was joined with my family. My father called me to join with family because he, he became ill and uh, diagnosed it was cancer. So he started to think about me and uh, he called me to join with family. After joining with family, we prayed seven days, complete fasting prayer for his healing. God did amazing thing again in my family. Yes. And we went again to the same uh, test with the doctors. They diagnosed There is no cancer cells in my father's body. Yes. That is the reason. Um, yes. That is the reason my parents accepted Jesus Christ and they agreed. Jesus only saved their daughter's life in fears back. So they accepted at that time only. So all my family uh, gave their life to Jesus and wow. my loved father, I missed him just two years back. He's with God. Mm. He's a, a real man of God and a, a real person to, to give what he has in his life. Everything he gave to me to do his ministry and to serve the people, whatever they need. He gave everything 
because he repented that much how they treated me and how they left me in my teenage without giving anything because of the family and the, uh, the relations. So he repented and for that purpose he gave everything to God and very good persons they, they It's are. amazing, it's so amazing. Okay, so how can we get, how can every people in this church family get involved in supporting you in what you're doing? Yeah, I'm, I would like to give open invitation to all of you to come and join with, to do his ministry and to expand his kingdom through prayers and through your helping hands and to sharing your stories and your faith to our people that will give some new hope and new encouragement to my people. And they can understand, yes, these people, because of the God's love, they came to us and uh, sharing everything like that, they think. And uh, so you can come to India and be a part in Faith and Action Ministries as well as New Wine India. Yes, we started New Wine India and now more than 2,000 leaders in New Wine Network and more than 2,000 churches because some pastors, they have two, three churches. So we did not count it after pandemic, but more than 2,000 leaders in New Wine Network. It is a great blessing for us. It's a sacrification of one bold lady uh, after my uh, vision sharing with her. So I came to England first time and uh, God arranged a meeting with her directly to who is leading the international new UN ministry, Mark called it. And uh, I shared my uh, vision about new wine in India. He just said one word, we will see. No any commitment at the time. After six months, he sent a message, Janiki, still you want to see new wine in India? Yes. Okay, then we are coming in month of May. No, sorry, it is very hot in, uh, in May month. But he said, that is the only time uh, for us. If we missed it, maybe many years will go forward. So I asked him, come. So we started New Wine um, with 275 leaders from different parts and it is uh, great moving among our nation now. So you can come and join with us. That's this amazing. Is the loving invitation from Faith and Action Ministries on New Wine India. Is there any way that we can support you financially? Okay, I think... Uh, my friend Helen, she sent some uh, giving options. Yes, option. we've got the we got the leaflets. Where leaflet, are they now? I think, and um, some okay. uh, one link also to giving. Cool. Okay, we yeah, will we will email out everybody mm-hmm. a link for our church suite so that you can click in there and um, give 
however much God has promised you to give. Um, brilliant. There's some stuff up there as well. Take a photo. I just saw someone taking a photo. Um, we've also got some leaflets that you can take away. Uh, they're just being uh, collected now. They'll be over here in the Connect Lounge area. So if you want to grab one of those, that would be fantastic. And we can are I going to commit to help you to too. Say yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, it's a leaflet. There is the... Um, Self-sustainable projects, we say about self-sustainable projects because India government, they want to stop all the outside funding to stop the growing Christianity and Christian organizations in India. Maybe in soon, they're going to stop everything. That's why we uh, prayed and censored by the Holy Spirit that we have to stand ourselves. Uh, with sustainable projects. That's why we started one goat project and uh, some small businesses like uh, one uh, dry fish shop and um, vermiculture. And like so many uh, fruit shops and uh, food businesses like that, we started different projects um, to helping uh, something for the families. And after that, they um, helped to ministry like that. And goat project and the school also. And uh, until now, we are giving education for the poor people, but we are giving quality education. So rich people also want to send their children to school, but there is no good facilities and uh, good infrastructure there. That's why we want to promote our school with good um, uh, infrastructure and facilities. And then we can get good fees from the rich children. Then we can use the money to put children education in different parts of the um, ministry. And we can feed orphan children and the pussy and everything. So your prayers and supports will give hope and life to orphan children and poor children, leprosy, old people, and some uh, pastors who worked uh, in very um, uh, poor areas, poor congregations. So please pray for ministry and India to stop the persecution. Mm. Yeah, this is the prayer request from Faith and well, Action Ministries. Janaki, I definitely realized we could have had you to speak for a day. Yeah. <laughs> and we have tried to squeeze it into however long that's been, 40 minutes. Um, but we've got a flavour and we want to maintain relationship with you and Faith in Action Ministries. Check out the Faith in Action Ministries Thank website. Thank you very much. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Our Faith in Action Ministries website was closed because in time we did not uh, pay the amount. That's why it was closed. Don't worry, I'm sorry. we've done the same. Actually, I did not uh, um, uh, want because people know so much about Faith in Action Ministries and uh, uh, the ministry, what is happening in there. So you come and uh, visit all there the ministries. There you ministry. go. The you website's down. Just get a plane ticket and, instead. Uh, leprosy Perfect. and uh, the pastors and everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow, amazing. So, um, if people were to want to come, um, I, I will send out, we'll send some more information out if people are interested in, yes. in pursuing what that might look like. Is it normally like a couple of weeks, a week or two? How? That's your wish. That's two years, wish. decade. Yes. Um, yeah, okay. to see what God has for you. So we, will, um, we want to commit as a church to, can, to pray for you. To build on today's relationship yes. and to continue to build yes. uh, moving forward. We want to stand with you and encourage you. And we want to thank you 
for the encouragement you have been to us today. I think that there's something that you have said today that will have touched every heart in this room. And hopefully Holy Spirit will be stirring us as individuals and as a congregation, as a family of believers, to, to step out and to do more in showing the love of Jesus to people. I think it would be great for us collectively to pray for Janaki now and for some of the things that she's touched on. And I know we're British, we're conservative, we don't like lifting our voices and making ourselves feel embarrassed. But if we don't feel inspired to pray after what we've just heard, um, God help us, basically, church. So could we stand to our feet and... I'm not going to pray on your behalf. You're going to pray on your behalf. But we're going to lift our voices and pray for this very, very special lady and her team and every single person that she impacts. So why don't we just lift our hands, lift our voices. Let's pray. And now, Janaki, I wonder whether you would pray for us. Because honestly, listening to you this morning, I need it. We need it. We need some of what you have. That courage, that swiftness to repent and to, to offer our whole lives to Jesus. Not, not to stay comfy in, the, in that shallow, superficial place, but to be out there living it. Um, and, and particularly just that boldness, I think, to share Jesus. I mean, it just amazed me that every single one of those people that you work with in that um, community with leprosy, they've all given their lives to Jesus. And you just said it like a throwaway, like that's, that's natural. But we want to see that. We want to see that here in the UK, that we would not just do great works, but we would remind people that we're doing it because we love Jesus and he's real and he changes lives and he changes situations. And just, I also just feel that that reconciliation that you saw in your family, I had that word reconciliation over us as a church today. And some of us, maybe we need to be reconciled with Jesus today, but others, we're just longing to see reconciliation in our family units or in relationships. And I just pray, I just ask if you would pray all of that and more, however you feel led, we want to receive from you today if you wouldn't mind praying for us.
Thank you, Lord, for this day and this wonderful fellowship and the church. God, you are going to give a special energy this church to move forward and forward to reach many people to bring into Jesus' faith. God, you are going to bless these people abundantly for your glory and honor. Thank you, Lord, for their receiving me and praying for the whole ministry in India. And God, thank you for this fellowship, wonderful fellowship, and give encouraging heart to everyone because you have planned for everyone and the, you have a purposeful life for God that we need to understand and we need to depend on you. God, please give that much of heart to everyone here now. Give kindness to people and give good fellowship with you to love the people, to bring them to your faith and salvation. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you are going to bless the church and these people for your glory and honor. Thank you, Lord, for this day and wonderful time. And we thank to everyone for everything, God. Asking you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.